0: Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to an all-new Sermons in the Park podcast exclusive. As always, I am your Reverend Jamie McCaskill. I want to take this time like I do each and every day to thank you for being here, and thank you for joining me on this uh, beautiful day. Um, You know, we're drawing closer and closer to Thanksgiving. So I want to go ahead and give you a heads up that on Thanksgiving morning, there will be an all-new podcast exclusive episode. Dealing with the holiday, with Thanksgiving, um, we'll be at, we'll we'll be kind of explaining things like uh, how can people think they can celebrate Thanksgiving without God, as well as you know we're going to talk a little bit about the origins of the holiday. We're going to break away from that whole um, modern liberal belief in the holiday and how it's evil and all of that. We're going to talk about the true biblical origins of the holiday so be prepared for that that is coming up uh i'll be i'll be recording that uh probably wednesday night to have it up for you on thanksgiving morning so yeah be prepared for that so um yesterday i did release one that got away that uh uh released uh, the episode on purgatory um i had been hinting that i wanted to do that and i did it and uh the response i got today sounded really positive so um let's dive right back into our um six part series on conspiracies in the bible and today we are on part three today we're going to be discussing the prophecies of treachery against king david's reign you see even though king david was let's face it the best human ruler for the people of god he still had his own share of you know family strife like we always do and he also had conspiracies that threatened his reign on several occasions you see god had prophesied that david would suffer punishment because of his behavior right that sin that involved you know bathsheba and uriah the hittite you know where, where david committed adultery with bathsheba got her pregnant and then of course he killed uriah the hittite to cover it up let's take a look at uh some verses here let's look at second samuel chapter 12 we're going to look at verses 10 and 11 which read now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife, thou sayeth, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son now look at absalom the son of david you see he was actually he's described in the bible you know as being handsome and uh he had those long flowing locks of hair look at second samuel again chapter 14 we're gonna look at verses 25 and 26 which reads but in all israel There was none to be so much praised as Absalom for his beauty. For the sole of his feet, even to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. And when he pulled his hair, for it was at every year's end that he pulled it, because the hair was heavy on him, therefore he pulled it. He weighed the hair of his head at two hundred shekels, after the king's wade. Wow. So. Over a period of about. Let's say four years. Uh, Absalom was able to. Gain the trust of the people. He was able to win their hearts. Again let's look at 2 Samuel. Chapter 15 verses 1 to 7. It says. And it came to pass after this. That Absalom. Prepared his chariots and horses. And fifty men to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man that had a controversy came to the king for judgment, then Absalom called unto him and said, Of what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is of one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matters are good and right. But there is no man deputed, of the king, to hear thee. Aslan said, moreover, "Oh that it were made! If oh that I were made judge in the land, that every man which hath any suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice." And it was so, that when any man came nigh to him to do him obescians, he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. And on this matter on and on this manner did Absalom to all of Israel that come to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel, and it came to pass after forty years, that Absalom said unto the king, I pray thee, let me go and pay my vow, which I have vowed unto the Lord in Hebron. So What Absalom did, right, is he plotted. And the next part of his conspiracy was to do what? Well, it was to take the throne. He was going to lie on his father in regards to his visit to Hebron. Take a look. 2 Samuel chapter 15, verses 7 to 9. And it came to pass after 40 years that Absalom said unto the king, I pray thee. Let me go and pay my vow, which I have vowed unto the Lord in Hebron. For thy servant vowed a vow while I abode at Geshur in Syria, saying, If the Lord shall bring me again indeed to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. And the king said unto him, Go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. So what happens when he gets there? You know, remember... This is where David was made king of Judah. And then of course Israel. We talked about this last week or a couple days ago. Well, Absalom makes himself king. And, and when he does this, he wins over the support of his own father's counselors. Again, take a look. Second Samuel 1512. And Absalom sent, Ahithop, I'm sorry, I'm a butcher this name, Ahithophil, the Gilanite, David's counselor, from his city, even from Gillow, while he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy was strong for the people increased continually with Absalom. So David finds out about this, doesn't he? And what does David do? Well, he flees Jerusalem with a, with a, with a lot of his own supporters. Let's look at 2 Samuel again, 15, verses 13 to 23, which reads, And there came a messenger to David, saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. And David said unto all his servants that were with him in Jerusalem, Arise, let us flee, for we shall not else escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly, and bring evil upon us and smite the city with the edge of the sword and the king's servants said unto the king behold thy servants are ready to do whatever my lord the king shall appoint and the king went forth and all his household after him and the king left ten women which were concubines to keep the house and the king went forth and all the people after him and tarried in a place that was afar off. And all his servants passed on beside him and all the Cher- Cherithites and all the Pelethites and all the Gittites, six hundred men, which came after him from Gath, passed on before the king. Then said the king to Ittai the Gittite, Wherefore goest thou also with us? Return to thy place. Abide with the king, for thou art a servant and also an exile. Or also Art a stranger. I'm sorry, and also an exile. Whereas thou camest but yesterday, should I this day make thee go up and down with us? Seeing I go whether I may, return now. Take back thy brethren. Mercy and truth be with thee. And Attai the answered the king and said. As the Lord liveth, and as my Lord the king liveth, surely in what place my Lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also will my servant be. And David said to Attai, Go and pass over. And Attai the Gittite passed over, and all his men and all the little ones that were with him and all the country wept with a loud voice. And all the people passed over, The king also himself passed over the brook Kidron and all the people passed over towards the way of the wilderness now of course Absalom's army you know they they do get crushed by David's followers Um, we read that in 2nd Samuel chapter 18 verses 6 and 7 it says so the people went out into the field against Israel and the battle was in the wood of Ephraim where the people of Israel were slain before the servants of David. And there was there a great slaughter that day of 20,000 men. Now, what happens to Absalom? Well, his hair, you know, his beloved hair that he was so proud of, it gets caught in the branches of a tree. And uh, he is then killed by, the, by uh, Commander Joab and his men. Um, we can read this in Second Samuel chapter 18, verses 9 to 15. It says, And Absalom met the servants of David, and Absalom rode upon a mule. And the mule went under the thick bows of a great oak, and his head caught hold of the oak. Which means his hair, right? His hair got caught. And he was taken up between the heaven and the earth, meaning he was hanging there. And the mule that he was under went away. And a certain man slew him and told joab and said behold i saw absalom hanging in an oak and joab said unto the man that told him and behold thou sawest him and why didst thou not smite him there to the ground and it would have given thee ten shekels of silver and a girdle and the med said the man said unto joab though i should receive a thousand shekels of silver in mine hand yet would I not put forth mine hand against the king's son. For in our hearing the king charged thee and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Beware that none touch the young man, Absalom. Otherwise I should have wrought falsehood against mine own life, for there is no matter hid from the king, and thou thyself thyself, wouldst have set thyself against me. Then said Joab, i may not tarry thus with thee and he took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom, while he was yet alive in the midst of the tree and ten young men that bared joab's armor compassed about and smote Absalom and slew him you see uh you have sheba as well right Sheba's a troublemaker a rebel sheba came from the tribe of benjamin and let's take a look at that one too. Second uh, Samuel chapter twenty verse one. Uh, and there happened to be there a man of Belial, whose name was Sheba, the son of Bikri, a Benjamite. He blew a trumpet and said, We had no we have no part in David, neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse, every man to his tent, O Israel. Now, this actually happens right after David crushed that insurrection by Absalom. You see, Sheba is able to initiate a revolt. And one that (laughs) is surprisingly successful initially. He's able to attract all the tribe except for Judah. And he's able to get them to abandon David. Now the only way this conspiracy right here is stopped is Joab actually pursues Sheba and negotiate with the city of Abel, right? And Sheba is then killed by the people of Abel. Let's take a look. 2nd Samuel chapter 20, verses we're going to read a lot here, verses 13 to 22. When we removed out of the highway all the people went on after Joab to pursue after Sheba the son of Bichri. And he went through all the tribes of Israel unto Abel and to Bethma Bethma I'm gonna butcher this. Bethmacha <laughs> and all the Beerites, and they were gathered together and went also after him. And they came and besieged him in Abel and Bethmachah. And they cast up a bank against the city, and it stood in the trench. And all the people that were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Then cried a wise woman out of the city, Hear, hear, say I pray you unto Joab, Come near hither that I may speak with thee. And when he came near unto her, the woman says, Art thou Joab? he answered I am he then she said unto him hear the words of thine handmaid and he answered I do hear right then she spake saying they were they were wont to speak in old times saying they shall surely ask counsel of Abel and so they ended the matter I am one of them that are peaceable and faithful in Israel Thou seekest to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why wilt thou swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? And Joab answered and said, Far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. The matter is not so, but a man of Mount Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Bickery by name, hath lifted up his hand against the king, even against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. And the woman said unto Joab, Behold, his head shall be thrown to thee over the wall. Then the woman went unto all the people in her wisdom, and they cut off the head of Sheba the son of Bichri, and cast it out to Joab, and he blew a trumpet. And they retired from the city, every man to his tent, and Joab returned to Jerusalem unto the king. But it doesn't stop there, does it? Then we have Adonai, Adoniah, sorry. Adonijah was very handsome, just like his half-brother Absalom. Take a look, First Kings chapter 1, verse 6. And his father had not displeased him at any time in saying, Why hast thou done so? And he also was a very goodly man, and his mother bare him after Absalom. Now, while David is on his deathbed, Adonijah, he decides that you know, he's going to invest. He's going to instigate a rebellion, right? A severe rebellion, and he's going to set himself up to be the next ruler instead of Solomon. You know, so he knew that he cannot do this on his own. So what does he do? He goes to Joab, and one of the high priests specifically Abiathar we read in 1st Kings 1 1st Kings chapter 1 verse 5 and 7 then adoniah the son of Haggath exalted himself saying I will be king and he prepared him chariots and horsemen and 50 men to run before him and his father had not displeased him at any time and saying why hast thou done so and he also was a very goodly man and his mother bare him after Absalom and he conferred with Joab and with Zariah and with Abiathar the priest and they followed Adoniah helped him right so what is you know Nathan the prophet right as well as Bathsheba you know Solomon's mother they hear about this conspiracy so what do they do they they go and they tell david about it we read this in first kings chapter 1 verse 17 which says and she said unto him my lord thou swearest by the lord thy god unto thine handmaid saying assuredly solomon thy son shall reign after me and he shall sit upon my throne right okay then and uh 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 22 and 27, it says, And lo, while she yet talked with the king, Nathan the prophet came in. And they told the king, saying, Behold, Nathan the prophet. And when he came in before the king, he bowed down, right? He bowed himself before the king with his face to the ground. And Nathan said, My lord, O king, hast thou said, Adonijah shall reign after me and he shall sit upon my throne. For he has gone down this day, and hath slain oxen, and fat cattle, and sheep in abundance, and hath called all the king's sons, and the captains of the host, but Abiathar the priest, and behold, they eat and drink before him, and say, God save king Adoniah, but me, even me, thy servant, and Zadok the priest, and benaiah the son of jehoiada and thy servant solomon hath he not called is this thing done by my lord the king and thou hast not showed it unto thy servant whom should sit on the throne of my lord the king after him now david david he reacts quickly doesn't he he has he turns around and he has solomon crowned king Publicly at the Gihon spring. We read this in First Kings chapter 1 verses 38 and 39. So Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada and the Cherethites and the Pelethites went down and called Solomon to ride upon King David's mule and brought him to Gihon. And Zadok the priest took a horn of oil out of the tabernacle and anointed Solomon. And they blew the trumpet and all the people said, God save King Solomon. Now, because of this anointing on Solomon, all of the support that Adoniah had just crumbles. And it leaves him begging for mercy first kings chapter 1 verses 49 to 53 and all the guests that were with adoniah were afraid and rose up and went every man his way and adoniah feared because of solomon and arose and went and caught hold of the horn of the altar and it was told solomon saying behold adoniah feareth king solomon for lo he hath caught up on the horns of the altar saying let king solomon swear unto me today that he will not slay his servant with the sword and solomon said if he will if he will show himself a worthy man there shall not a hair of him fall to the earth but if wickedness shall be found in him he shall die so king solomon sent and they brought him down from the altar and he came and bowed himself to King Solomon and Solomon said unto him go to thine house so as you can see here you know even King David the, he, he had his family problems just like the rest of us right I mean yeah his were this <laughs> were a little bit uh, more deadly than some of ours right but king solomon he, he had his there were conspiracies uh, you know king david there were conspiracies against him you know that one you can kind of say was a conspiracy against solomon as well because you know adoniah was trying to keep you know him from being king uh the bible's full of these stories so just you know tune in and you'll continue to hear them um the next one i've got planned uh is just uh conspiracies of israel's kings you know so these will continue on like i said this is a six part series and this one here was only part three so we got three more to go you know one the one on the kings the one on on uh, uh, jesus you know we're just going to continue right along until we finish them so yeah tune on in um i hope uh if you guys haven't already go over to the youtube channel give the youtube channel a subscribe Like the videos over there. Watch them, you know. There's a lot of YouTube videos over there. But I'm also putting them up on Rumble. So if you're not a supporter of YouTube, you know, for the various, there are various reasons not to. Or I should say, various reasons that I understand why you wouldn't want to. I'm not saying don't support YouTube. I do or I wouldn't be over there on it. I wouldn't watch it. You know, I watch a majority of the ministers I watch are on YouTube. Um, the ones I learned from, like, you we know, Mike Winger and Ray Comfort and a few others. There's a lot of great ministers on YouTube. Um, but they're also over on Rumble. You know, Rumble's just an alternative. It's just an alternative tech. And, uh, like I said, they're more about free speech. And that's one of the reasons that I'm setting up over there. Because I have been watching some ministers just disappear off YouTube one day. You, know, YouTube is banning Christian channels. Um, this, this, this world is getting you know darker and darker. So uh, as people just get further and further away from from God, away from the true faith, and it's just it's sad. It really is. So uh, also um, just to let you know if you if you watch here. Um, you probably noticed if you watch the pur- or watch, <laughs> if you listen to the purgatory episode, you heard me mention uh, just some kind of updates on what's going on in the world, the things that we should watch for. Um, and the more and if I see more of these and I hear more of these again, I will point them out right here on the podcast. So just be prepared for that. Um, so thank you all very much. I pray that God continues to bless you and keep you, and I'll hope to see you, hope that you all return and watch the next episode. Um, of course, tomorrow night I'll be recording the um, the sermon for Sunday. So may God continue to bless you and keep you, and I hope to see you all here next time. God bless you.